Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Hello and welcome to the BBC Gardener's World magazine podcast, brought to you by the team here at the magazine. Join us as we chat all things gardening with the nation's favourite experts. Do you feel isolated or lonely? Can you go for days without seeing anybody or even talking to another person? Loneliness can be a big problem and can impact all areas of mental health. But could gardening go some way to connect isolated people with others? Hello, I'm Adam Frost and today I'm talking to Andrew Kingston from Camden and Islington NHS Community Recovery Service. Andrew works with elderly to help prevent loneliness and he sees firsthand how gardening can make a difference. Andrew, thank you very much for coming to talk to us, well, ultimately, about loneliness and how, how we deal with it, maybe, you know, using the garden. But before we get stuck into that, I want to know a little bit more about you as the man that does his job, but also you as a man that gardens. Sure. Um, so I'm Andrew Kingston. I work for Camden and Islington Mental Health Trust, and I run a service which works with older people with mental health problems. Uh, I've done that for, uh, we just celebrated our 10th birthday as a service uh, and we work to help people in crisis uh, to get yeah. through periods of crisis yeah. when, they're, when they're finding things difficult for what, whatever reason. Yeah. And my involvement bringing gardens into that has always been you know, a huge it's part of, of what we do. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. So when, when the service, when you said it's 10 years old, when it first started, what's the difference in the demand between then and now? Demand has always been high for mental health yeah. services, yeah. but there's been a change in how that demand presents itself yeah. over time. And I guess that's been most obvious in the last couple of years. Yeah with all the situation that everybody's been facing in relation to the pandemic. And I think people are living with themselves 
too much in that people have had less opportunities to think about things together with other people and and, and that and that can create difficulties in your in your head you know? yeah i did do you know what you described that beautifully then i'm going to share something now that i don't know everybody knows but i during that short last couple of years i got locked in a room for 10 days with covid with my own head by the end of the 10 days i was shot in the corner then i was told i had depression and burnout so I, for one, know that, and so actually we were locked in our own heads for a lot longer than that, weren't we? And that left a huge sort of aftermath of problems, I suppose, that you're now picking up on. Absolutely. And those problems have always been there, yeah. but there's a difference in, in the way that they're expressed over time, I think. Um, and I work in central London. There are different populations in Different parts of when I say central London across across the boroughs of of Camden and Islington, people th- might think of that as a relatively well resourced part of the country. It, it, it doesn't feel that way being there, and isolation and loneliness are a problem across the country. But they present in in, in different ways and in different contexts. Yeah, because uh, the word lonely, um, I when I sort of realised I was ill, actually one of the words that, that I used um, to a doctor was, I feel lonely, but I've got a loving wife, I've got four great kids, I've got friendship group, but actually I still felt lonely, mm. and which I found quite bizarre. And then I started talking and understanding why, you know. So, I mean, you said lonely shows itself in lots of different ways, doesn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, and... As you said, you you can be lonely and be in touch with lots of people. People, yeah. Um, But it's about the quality of... No, quality is the wrong word, but it's about the ways in which that interaction happens and whether you feel that you can bring everything that you need to. Yeah, because I mean, mean, I'm a bloke of a certain age, so I think the first, my first problem was actually talking. You know, I wasn't going to be a problem. I was the person that sorted the problems. <laughs> Actually, I was reality was the problem, you know, but or part part of it. But, you know, for you, you know, how do you how do you sort of first approach, you know, people coming in using the service? That's one of the things, because often people who have had some kind of a mental health crisis, their first approach to services has been a difficult one to yeah. make. It's very, very hard to yeah. admit that you've got a problem, to say that you've got something happening. But then once that happens and people can present to services in a whole lot of different ways, yeah. you might find yourself talking about that issue repeatedly to different people. Yeah. And Clearly, there are, there are whole loads of different situations. But one of the things that I've always tried to do when I'm in touch with people is to connect with them in a different way, to connect with yeah. them in a way that is not focused on the problem that they've come to services yeah. with so much. And that's... And is that yeah. where the garden starts to play its role? Very much so. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I work in... A sort of community-focused day day rehabilitation service, but I also do a lot of work in in inpatient services as well. And when you can tr- make a connection through 
you know, rather than going back over the story of what's brought somebody into hospital, if you can talk to them, uh, take them out into a garden space and talk to them about a connection through a tomato that's growing or a, a, a bird that you hear singing or, or those kinds of things, then you've got a different way in to that yeah. person and it might help them to feel differently about that interaction. Yeah. And, and interactions are what working with mental distress is all about. Yeah, definitely talking and, and understand. So actually what you're describing really is in the first place, the garden, the green space is is providing you with the facility as much as anything to then start to talk about maybe the problems that are in front of us. Absolutely. It's, it's a medium. Uh, yeah. And we talk about medium media quite a lot in mental health yeah. services because you can build that connection in a lot of different ways. You can you, you can use art, you can use talking, and drama, music. Uh, gardening's just one tool in the toolbox, yeah. if you like. Uh, gardening, tend to talk about it a bit more loosely than gardening. It's gardening and being in green spaces. Yeah. And, and how have you found, you know, maybe an individual that's not really connected to a green space or hasn't, maybe, you know, in a city London, and the moment you manage to sort of engage with them because they're in that space, how does, you know, do you see a, a moment in them or how does that sort of work? It's very rare to find someone who you can make absolutely no connection with yeah. through gardens and plants and growth. Yeah. It's it happens, but, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm not, yeah. you know, it doesn't work. But it's different for different people. I, I mean, I tell a story about a, a, a guy I worked with some years ago now whose connection with, he wasn't really into the actual hands-on business of the, of the garden, although he, I think he kind of did it to, to humor us a little bit, yeah. but he was really fascinated by uh, Latin plant names and yeah. how it, I won't talk about his background, but no. science was important yeah. and how different plant families are related. Uh, the one we talked about was uh, ranunculus, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. which I think I'm right, Rana's little frog. Yeah, and it's to do with them having their feet, feet in the yeah. in the in the water. Yeah. But then you've got all these different. And uh, we were planting the posh ranunculus with the ornamental ones. Right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Go on. yeah. <laughs> but then you've got buttercups. You've got yeah. water crow foot. So that was a way in. Yeah, that was way in with him. That's interesting because what I, when I talk about horticulture and looking at it in a different way, I talk about you know kids leaving school and doing horticulture. But when I'm trying to convince kids, um, I always sort of say, look, it's such a diverse subject. So you have got the science, mm. you've got the arts, you know, you've got the physical, you know. The, the, so it, it encapsulates so many things. And I suppose that's for you. You know, you're talking about that was one route in, but someone else might start painting a flower or, uh, yeah. Yeah, but we grew a pumpkin one year. That was in an inpatient unit and it wasn't just that pumpkin. It, that was important, but also that 
pumpkin-inspired people who had nothing to do with that session. They saw it growing, and somebody sent me a poem that someone had written about it. And, you know, these kinds of things. Yeah, so really a vehicle for sort of, let's say, to facilitate you making that connection. And, And when it comes to, you know, the loneliness, how else do you guys use green space to sort of help deal with... You know, do you do outreach stuff? Do people come in? Is it is it all hospital based? How do you tend to deal with it? So what I tend to talk about is 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 like stepping stones yeah. kind of thing. In that there are periods when people are at their most unwell, when they yeah. might need not necessarily, but might need a care in 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 a, in a hospital setting. Uh, it's it's rare that being cared for in a hospital setting is the best yeah. thing. For, for somebody for a, for a long period of time, you want to be helping them to get back to to, to their homes, to yeah. their, their support networks, to their families, and so we're an element. Our recovery service is is an element within that. But then we're trying then to move people, people again. In so not everybody has a fundamental connection with gardening, mm-hmm. but when you can see someone for whom it's really important, there's a number of different places around the place that we can connect with and and they tend to be um it's not like a consistent network of them Uh, there's one in particular that uh, we have a good relationship the Culpepper community garden in 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 islington there are actually if you scratch the surface there are loads of these organizations around the place and and is that now something that in a sense of national health because i i I, this is someone that's always said gardening can fix people you know but but actually probably 10 15 years ago or even probably when you know you said about first starting it wasn't a massive conversation within the national health and whereas now you know you've got gps that are starting to be willing to prescribe you know, ultimately that connection to to our green space. So, so I suppose for you, is it something that's talked about more within the actual the the business, as to say, you know, within the NHS? It is. Yeah. Yes. I mean, my big thing is is about there's actually quite a lot of green space across different NHS organisations, yeah. whether that's GP surgery, actually any organisation. Yeah. Colleges, hotel. You know, there's loads of green space out yeah. there, and how do we get it more effectively used? Too, <laughs> too often you see that space. If it is planted, it's planted in a sort of low maintenance kind of a way, yeah, 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 yeah. and that's often not the best thing. If you're actually trying to get a space and make it useful for people to do things together, yeah, you're right. I've I've just literally just. Um... Somewhere designed a, a garden for um, Lewisham Hospital, and it's just been put together. And it blew my mind um, when the first part opened. The amount of people that turned up that were already gaining something, um, and they were, to be fair to them, were trying to open it up to the community. So that's what you're talking about as well. Is that if we can open those spaces up and absolutely, well. yeah, 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 yeah. And how do you get somebody that I suppose initially? You know, I mean, because I suppose, you know, loneliness can also, with that, can become anxious. You know, you become more removed. How do you, how do you use the gardens to sort of, I suppose, break, make that first step? Gardens just 
are a great place to to to, yeah. to help people as a as I was saying before they can appeal to people in in lots of different ways yeah it's about giving somebody the confidence to be with other people and and involved in in something it's also a great mechanism for somebody who who maybe isn't confident in in talking or expressing themselves a lot of mental health treatment is based on talking yeah and that's not always what people need actually uh there's something about the physical experience of getting your hands into soil deadheading things just the tangible stuff about being in a garden yeah. that can give people a degree of confidence that they might not not have been experiencing so actually before. that that sort of the confidence from achieving just something even very small can just help for the next step. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It creates sort of going from negative feedback loops to, to positive yeah. feedback loops. And all the sort of familiar thing, terms that we use in mental health treatment, we you know, talking about mindful activity and relaxation and managing anxiety, all of those just happen quite naturally in a garden or a, a, a green space uh, in an, quite an unforced way. Yeah, yeah, I totally understand what you mean. I, I suppose with with isolation, um, you know, with actually a lot of sort of gardens, I suppose, are older as well. So I suppose with that, you know, you might lose a partner or, or whatever it might be and you end up sort of in your garden. How would you sort of, I know this is going out slightly because it's going outside of the hospital setting in mm. a way, but just as a person, how would you try and guide somebody at home that then, you know, outside started to become overwhelming or this or that? How would that you sort of do that to try and help deal with loneliness that way? I mean, I, I think it's, thinking of gardens as a resource yeah and there are more increasingly ways of connecting with other people through your garden as you say when you've lost a partner or or, or someone important to you and a garden can all too easily feel like a a burden yeah as yeah. opposed to a the joy that it has done in the past oh, and yeah. sometimes seeing it Gardens can be treacherous yeah, things, I, or you know, it doesn't take doesn't take no. long for for for, for, for everything no. to um, get on. You know, to feel like it's getting on top of you. There are ways. I mean, I think we should think of our the wealth of gardens across this kind of private gardens across this country as a way of connecting with people, and yeah. and that actually that there's in lots of areas people who are very keen to garden who might not have. The space to do it themselves. Yeah. There are different ways of thinking about bringing people, yeah, people into to spaces, spaces, and and together really in a way. So, so what you're talking about really there is is maybe looking instead of just volunteering, you know, at the local big garden or whatever socially, you know, could could you do it in your own community type thing or something like that? And, and it's it's hard to be, I mean, you talked about yeah. prescription earlier yeah. earlier on. It's hard to be prescriptive about yeah. that because everybody's individual, everybody's yeah. got their own spaces. But there are still, I mean, we're very used in the UK, we're very used to using our gardens as a way to connect with people. Yeah. Uh, think about massive heritage of, of uh 
garden shows yeah. and uh, 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 national plant collections. I'm thinking off the top of my head. No, but, uh, I you mean, know, yeah, uh, we, 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 are, we are sort of slightly garden. Seed sharing. Yeah, uh, exactly, yeah. Seed sharing, cutting, sharing. Yeah. Legitimately, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, obviously <laughs> not from public spaces. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. No. Oh, yeah. I, 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 just as I was coming out here, I mean, we, we, I know it's an easy thing to do, but we had taken cuttings from uh, some sedum stone crop yeah. and put that in uh, some tubs, and they've just done really brilliantly. Yeah. And you know, an, an easy thing done well is thing is still something that you know gives people, yes. a great, and that's then something that we can share with you know, the hospital wards that haven't got any of those plants. Yeah. And they'll, you know, it's a good... So it's, it's interesting you're right about this garden because even thinking back now going into into lockdown and I think a lot of the feedback even with the Gardener's World programme and that was on a telly was ultimately people were getting into Friday night, you know, and that programme became their friend because it was the same familiar faces that were popping up week in, week out. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So when you, so in that sense, then when you first, you know, somebody somebody comes in, and you see that little spark, you might be able to help them in a garden way. How does the how does the process work with you guys? Well, so we we, we just build build on that where we can. We 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 have at the moment we haven't got a regular weekly gardening yeah. session. That's something that we're still trying to build back yeah. into our program. But where we are, we are are, are our building sort of is round a courtyard garden yeah. and everything focuses out there. So although we might not have a formal program going on, we're all the time talking about what's blooming, what's yeah. what, what we brought in some apples today, that's that kind of thing. It's building on that in different ways for different people. It's 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 very hard to generalize. Uh, I mean, I'll tell another story about a, a, a gentleman who didn't do much physical gardening uh, um, because his physical condition, he, he, yeah. he was a 94-year-old gentleman, an, an elderly man by any, you know, yeah. uh, any marker. Um, and But he had been a, um, a gardener in his youth. He'd actually yeah. gardened a uh, crematorium uh, and he knew loads of stuff. Yeah. And although he couldn't himself get involved... The joy he got from us coming to him and say, what do we do with this dahlia? What do we do yeah. with this? You know, it, it gave him back a sense of self-respect uh, that I think he, 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 he previously. It's that tapping yeah. into that knowledge, isn't it? And then. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I mean, you know, I know when you're sort of in the cities or whatever, but I mean, loneliness is <laughs> can be in very rural communities as well and and it it would be lovely to try and come up with a a concept of a you know like even a village how how they could help the lonely in the village you know and sort of how you know you're doing it professionally in a you know in an ultimate and an nhs setting how would you say you know if if you lived in a village community how would we start to help lonely people within that community the first step is knowing who those people are oh. and you can only do that if you know who you are as a community there is almost always some kind of communal space yeah um and there are things that you can do together 
whether that's beautifying communal space, inviting people in to particular private gardens. I mean, um, bulb planting days, Mm. I think, are fantastic, uh, you know, because it's an easy thing to do to get a big uh, bag of daffodils and uh, take them around spaces. And these are not things, hey, you know, people are doing these things all over the country already. They're not new ideas, but... It, it's when we think of them and think, well, look, we're helping bring people together. Yeah, and and I suppose in the, in the setting that that you're in, I mean, do people? I mean, because obviously loneliness can be the fact that actually you've locked yourself away in the house and you don't come out. So how does how does sort of day to day loneliness come to the fore with you guys? Do you see what I mean? Or is it just when it's driven by the mental health problems? Or is there something that sits within? Loneliness is is a bad thing. We distinguish between loneliness and isolation. Yeah. Sometimes you can be isolated without feeling lonely. Yeah. But there's still probably a long term negative effect going on. Yeah. Um, there's all the statistics about, you know, people who are lonely, more likely to have high blood pressure, different health conditions yeah. is a bad signifier for. Again, there's been a lot of stuff, I mean, in the yeah. magazine just yeah. recently about, you know, how, how we can help ourselves to feel less lonely yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and gardening and all kinds of things like gardening have, have a place within that. Um, it's gardening as a recipe for bringing people together that's important. Yeah. So in a sense, if we were, you know, I don't know, maybe there's someone at home listening to this that that feels lonely but can't take that first step, you know, um, what would you do? Would you look for a, you know, I know around us we've got a couple of sort of community mind space type spaces that, that they reach out. So actually there's a lot of volunteer groups, isn't there, that are mm. doing this sort of stuff? You said you connected to one. Would that yeah, be a... Absolutely. It, yeah. it, it's reaching out and, and finding what's out there. Yeah. But if you, you know, if, if you can't find other places, then you should go to your GP, actually. Yeah. And GPs, are, they are fantastic about knowing those resources or, or at least steering you towards yeah. a resource that can help you to link in a way that you feel safe with, with other people. Yeah. And there are more and more, you talked about social prescription. Yeah. Um, there are more and more sort of routes through to linking people up together. Because what you are, essentially what we all want to find is someone who enjoys the same things that we yeah. do. And, and as I said, those community spaces can can be fantastic ones. And they're often, they're often very keen to get yeah. more volunteers and people uh, through the doors. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's that. I mean, and, and if not even a garden set in the wider environment and, you know, yeah, and yeah, sort of things yeah, like that as yeah. well. I mean, those kinds of spaces are at their best. I think people in, enjoy them most when there's something. Yes, people can do some garden tasks. Yeah. Ah, quite. Um, you do them on your own. Yeah. But if you can then go back and join with other people and say, oh, well, look, this is what I found. This is what's... <laughs> This is what's yeah, going is on what's at the going. moment. Uh, debrief at the end of the day about. Uh, I mean, there are loads of. I mean, the, the, I mean, the other thing is that social media people can be, there are, as we all know, good things and bad things yeah. about social media. But there are some great groups out there t- connecting people who are involved in gardens and gardening 
to say, oh, I don't know what this plant is. Can anyone help me? Yeah. That kind of stuff. There's a positive Um, to that sort of social sort of media side of things as well. And just you as a person, you know, what sort of gardening, you said at the moment you've got a flat seed web, but what's gardening brought to your life? Oh, I mean, I, I started gardening with my, like so many other people started gardening with my grandfather, uh, tomatoes and, you know, the, and that, you know, those memories yeah. of, of doing uh, things uh, uh, with him. Uh, oh, we always used to sorting out the fruit. Tr- he had a fruit, you know, apple tree in the garden. And there's something about growth, isn't there? And yeah. about things changing and... Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's fascinating because everybody that I've spoken to and we're all, you know, I'm touching in, tapping into to different sort of, I suppose, health issues, really. Um, and whether that be, you know, loneliness, you know, depression, um, physical health. Um, and fascinating that every single person has, has mentioned memory that I've spoken to and the power of memory. And I, and I talk, you know, even Natalia, I talk about Tidy Nan and Scruffy Nan and, and those people that, that come with me. So I suppose, you know, that idea of, of loneliness, those, even those, can't those memories help you stop being quite so lonely? Does that make sense? Yeah, and I think it does. And connect you to other people? Absolutely, absolutely. And we've all got, talk about tidy and scruffy, uh, yeah. a synthesis of both my grandfathers. One of them was a very formal, yeah. plants in lines, don't stray over the edge kind of garden. Yeah. Um, and uh, the other was much more fluid. Free-spirited. free <laughs> and fluid about yeah. the, the, yeah. Way, the way he did it. So those become ways to, con- to, 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 connect, to with connect with people throughout yeah. your life. Yeah. I think for me as well, I mean, the natural world more wildly, more, yeah. I said wildly, I meant wildly, well, yeah, <laughs> widely, yeah. but, but yeah. wildly, um, I love all the, you know, the insects, the 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 bird life, the just the life of a space. Yeah, it's fascinating because I think that word moment come out a lot in conversation as well. Is you know being in the moment, and it's the wildlife a lot of the time that provide those moments. And I think dude, as well, you know, I mean, we talk about loneliness. Does this apply to a certain age group, or or are we talking, you know, I mean, because I, I think about my kids and especially the younger ones, especially in the two years, um, you know, with the with the lockdown and, and that madness, I, I saw a definite change in him and I think he found it quite hard to then go and he's gonna kill me for saying this, but I think he found it quite hard to then go and reconnect with people. So for you guys, is it an age thing or is it across the board really? It's of course it's across the board. Of course it's across the board. And again, gardens can be a great way of connecting across the generation uh, yeah. across the generations you know people imparting knowledge and also a neutral space if if there's tension in the family yeah. or, or or between then going out and doing things outdoors is a way of standing stepping back from that yeah, yeah, a bit yeah. it's totally it's interesting because we i was involved in a project up in in Doncaster and it was a children's mental health unit 
And um, it was fascinating. We sort of helped put this unit together. And all right, it was the garden was designed with the kids in mind, but you found that actually even the staff behaviour changed the way they reacted with the kids. So it wasn't... Absolutely. It was amazing how the power that this sort of little space held, really. I mean, I, I, I was redeployed during the pandemic. We were on, yeah. on an inpatient ward and... and, and really saw, I mean, having a green space was so essential to yeah. us when we were doing that. And and it does, it, it it brings people out of themselves, even people who, like, no, nah, I'm not, no, I don't do, I'm, you know, I'm a nurse, don't do gardening, would be out there, big smiles on their faces, uh, in different, uh, one time it's because we were all cutting, we had, we didn't have a lawnmower, so we had to cut the lawn with, um, with shears. Well, shears and scissors, actually. <laughs> it was worse than that. It was, luckily, it was a small lawn. But, uh, yeah. um, and, uh, which is silly. But, hey, that's another part of gardening. It, it, it allows you to be a bit... Yeah. Uh, to, to have a laugh about things. And hands and knees and... <laughs> yeah. Yes, so it, was, it wasn't everybody could do that, but, yeah. Yeah, but it plays its part. That's absolutely fascinating as to... Um, and how far up the... The sort of NHS ladder is this going at the moment? Are we sort of have we got doctors and consultants? And you don't have to answer this, mate, because I know oh, yeah. it's putting you on a spot. No, no, but, no, no, no. But, but is everybody talking about it? No, it's funny actually because we we won this competition that NHS England yeah. and the RHS had organised, and which was great. We suddenly got a Chelsea Garden. They they, yeah. they, they give it to our to our space, and. Suddenly, everybody was into gardens. You know, it was like the buzzword. And yeah. uh, but I like to think it's just bringing something latent that was that was out there you know, yeah. that was that people were already enthusiastic, but they could talk about it. And that's you know anything that gets more people thinking. We've got a network now in the organisation where we can start more people thinking about the space they've got access to. And are they using it to the best degree? We ended up growing tomatoes in a well. I think we ended up growing tomatoes in a grow bag on a um, uh, a flat roof, which was rubbish for anything else. But for growing tomatoes, absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah, it's kind. Of, yeah, you're right because actually the things that I've done at Lewisham now, they you know I've sort of agreed to do some more. So we, you know, and I'm presuming the more that we do whether it's volunteer-based, whether you guys are doing it within the NHS, just the more that's going to spread. It gathers a momentum, momentum. of its own. Yeah. That's got to be a good thing yeah. for, for everyone. Uh, it, there's nothing worse than seeing a potentially green space that is not working as hard as it should do for the for the benefit of the people that's that are using it. And uses in a sense, yeah. And I suppose that on that point, what... You know, if somebody's listening to this, they're at home, they're not feeling great, you know, what would be the first thing, one bit of advice that you would give them and, you know, they to reconnect them with people? I, I think it's to tell... I mean, it's, it's basically it's to tell somebody how you're feeling. Don't expect people to intuit how you're, you're feeling. You need to let someone know. Uh, if gardens are a way of doing that, and they can be then then fine, but does it's not necessarily. Yeah. You, you just need need to keep in touch with people. 
Yeah. And, and actually, we talk about gardens, well. even if people don't like gardening. I don't think there's many people that don't mind sitting in a nice garden. No. Yeah. I think about my nephew who's totally obsessed with uh, Formula One racing cars. Um, he might be one, but... <laughs> yeah. Mind you, it did come up in one of the other podcasts we talked about, you know, even actually moving moving young people outside with their, with whatever electrical device, at least that was giving them something. Yeah, because I was off to move the PlayStation outside of the front room and putting it in the garden just to connect the kids outside, you know. But yeah. The yeah. Wi-Fi doesn't extend that far, though. No, well, yeah. <laughs> Bless you. Well, mate, that's been absolutely fascinating. Um, it really has. But I think in a, what you're really encapsulating is, you know, talk to people. You know, there, there is people out there that are going to help you. They're not just people like you, but there's there's volunteer groups, there's community groups, um, and anybody that's got an inkling of that colour green, you know, go out and engage with it. Reach out and find what's out there. And if you've got that colour green... Help yeah, other people yeah. to enjoy it too, yeah. yeah? Gardens are tools that can be used to connect with people. No, you're right, I think, because I, you know, sort of me or whatever, when I felt Owen oh, I was going to walk away from different bits and pieces, the realisation that actually, even though I do it sometimes stood in front of a camera, that it might make a difference just to one person's life, then then it's worth doing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, bless you, mate. Well, thank you very much. And... Um, Thanks for coming in. Thank you. It's been great to speak to you. Thanks. Cheers, mate. What a lovely man. The work that Andrew and the people around him are doing is really, really important, isn't it? And I think, you know, things like that we take for granted. But... I suppose that idea of loneliness, especially over the last, you know, few years, what we've all been through and that realisation that connecting with another human being. And, you know, I said to Andrew, I'm, I can, you know, be by myself. I don't sometimes feel like I need other people, but in reality, you know, we do. And that last few years has really reminded me of that. And and I suppose as we, you know, move through life and we're not all surrounded by family and, and partners and and friends and neighbours, you know, and we're living in different times, aren't we? And so I did go back to Andrew and say, mate, what is it that we can do simply? Maybe to help someone else or... How could we help ourselves? And the first one was really obvious to me once I thought about it. But actually, he said, spend time with your plants. Develop relationships with them. And I know that sounds slightly crackers in some ways, but you can do that the same way as you develop relationships with people. You know, if you grow your own plants, they need tending, they need looking after, they need caring for. And hands up, yes, I do go into the greenhouse and I will talk to my plants. And again, that might sound mad, but I think he's right. You know, develop relationships with your plants. And the next thing we chatted about was concentrating on different ways that you connect with people around you. 
So what he was saying in that was, could you grow more plants than you need? Could you share seed heads, cuttings? When you divide plants up in your garden, is there any way that you can start to dish them out to neighbours and friends? But also share your knowledge, you know, and a lovely one, photographs. We've got that now, haven't we, on our phones. And I have it a lot and I probably take it for granted that my friends or even someone in the street in my life will show me a plant and want to know what it is. Or at the same time, look what I've done. And the moment you do that, you know, it feels good. But also, if you're stopping and you're helping someone else, i.e. providing them with a plant that they can care and look after, you're giving people time, and that has got to combat loneliness. You know? Next one, he said, don't neglect your front garden. Obviously, if you're lucky enough to have one. And I think that's quite good for me at the moment because obviously I've downsized. I've taken on a front garden that's on the road. There's a big hedge. But in reality, I've turned the whole of that front garden into a veg garden. Well, I talk more to my neighbours in the front garden than I definitely do in the back. I can be in the front garden pottering away and next door will come out and all of a sudden we've started a chat over the fence, whereas the back garden is a lot more of a private space. And I can remember my old nan being out there sweeping the step down, a bit of weeding, and us as kids being out there with her, and then she was talking to one neighbour or another neighbour. And they become habits, and you start to realise if something's maybe wrong in someone else's life, if you've not seen them for a few days, whatever it might be, you're developing relationships. It's good, isn't it? That power, that that green space. I don't know, obviously, I can say all that, and some people haven't even got a garden. But I don't think that means that you can't engage in a garden. There are a lot of community schemes out there. There are clubs that people can join. They can go to be part of creating green spaces, looking after green spaces. You know, there's things online. I think it's just about making that first step as an individual or if you know somebody that you know is lonely and needs some help, can you help them get involved in a project, in a club that will make a difference to their lives? There you go. Be good, but also don't be lonely. Thanks for listening to the BBC Gardener's World magazine podcast. So, if you've enjoyed this episode, please tell others about it and rate us in your podcast provider app. And we'll see you next time.